Welcome to After 9. My name is Chad Higgins. And I'm Zach Working. Zach, how in the world are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Not too bad. We went to Youth Ministry Lab. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, it was Texas. awesome. Texas. Yeah. I love Texas. I don't actually... Actually, <laughs> I had a great time at Lab. I don't like Texas. Okay. And it was kind of like one of those like waging into enemy territory kind of yeah. things. I just have had really bad experiences in Texas. I always feel prejudged. I always feel like, oh, you're from Oklahoma, eh? And I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with that? And they're like, not Texas. I'm like... That's not a basis for anything. So 49 other states. Four, yeah, there's four other states that aren't Texas. I can't be like, I don't like it. It's not Texas. Mm-hmm. Well, then just stay in Texas. So anyway, but it was fun. We had a great I mean, you just lab. alienated like all of our new listeners. <laughs> no, no. They came, oh, I mean, like with the lab, like, oh, no, but the lab was fun. <laughs> the lab, lab was good. New friends. No, please don't. No, it was awesome. It was so many great places to eat down there. So many great friends. Thank you so much for you guys that stopped um, by our booth. It was great having conversations with you guys. And um, we will get, um, we had our microphones out and got some great recordings. Yeah. And so uh, you guys will have the opportunity to hear those in some days to come um, and some great stories. If you are following us on Facebook and Twitter right. at After Nine Ministry, and then also maybe signed up for that email list at bit.ly slash After Nine email. We send out stuff every week about episodes, and then we also send out bonus stuff. Yeah, people are getting things in the mail from us. They're getting extra episodes that aren't even on the podcast right. channel. I mean, why would you not want free stuff right. from Zach and Chad? Because it's free. Because it's free. Like, that's why I don't want it. Wait, no, that's <laughs> wait. Stop. You want it? That's bit. That's awesome. Uh, for my email, free stuff, good things. Yeah. So we're we're having a great time. A lot of amazing things are happening with After Nine Ministry. Thank you guys so much um, for being a part of this community. We want to continue to expand that, not just numerically, but just what we offer and and how we can be. Um, an encouragement to you, but to be honest, man, we need you guys. Yeah. Um, we're in this uh, battle with um, uh, alongside and with you guys, and so the encouragement not only comes from us, but from you guys. And so it was awesome to to get to connect in that way with someone. We keep each other accountable and healthy. That's right. We're healthier because of you, and hopefully, you're healthier because of us. Absolutely. So, Zach, what are we what are we chatting about? So we're today? finishing up the thing we talked about last week, uh, but in a different way. So yeah. this is not the same talk twice. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you listen to last week, uh, you know why that's funny. <laughs> this is not the same talk twice. This is not the talk twice told. Yeah. This is the uh, kind of the, the kind of honing in on the uh, mechanics of actually delivering sure. a talk. So the question that we felt like was worth breaking up into two parts was the question of why are the kids not listening to me? Because right. it feels like sometimes when we walk away on a Sunday or midweek, it was like. Did anybody hear that? Because right. I felt like that was pretty good. <laughs> and you all are just sitting there in your chairs, Snapchatting away. Right. And so I think um, this is the talk for folks that are like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching it with the right mindset. I'm humble. I've prepared. I'm developing a confidence that's not in my own ability, but in the capacity of sure. God who moves and speaks and is. But I'm up there, and I'm on some kind of platform with some kind of microphone, or I'm in you know, some kind of right. like, there's a lot of eyes looking at me and, and Chad Higgins, this is where I need you to take it away. Cause 
there is an element, there is an element to delivering words um, that oftentimes sounds like a story, and you're one of my favorite storytellers, so maybe you can clue us into what good storytelling looks like, starts with, sure. and how it ends. Um, yeah, we'll, we're going to talk about some story and, and different things like that today, um, and I by no means am an, am an expert on this, um, but we want to just kind of break that down and, and unpack that um, a little bit, but... I, before I dive into that, Zach, are you cool with me sharing a story? Are we going to start honestly? Okay, good. Because last week I felt a little bit like, yeah. you know, rebuffed that I had to share my embarrassing story and you just kind of like coolly like let it play out and then you talked and then we rapped and mm-hmm. I was like, wait, you didn't say anything honest or embarrassing about yourself. Well, <laughs> so here is one of my stories okay. of when it went horribly wrong. Good. Um, I mean, not, not good, but like, <laughs> yes, great. <laughs> so for me, I don't have the excuse of being 19 years old. Like this was, was this like a month ago. <laughs> no, it, was a few, it was a few years back. Yeah. But, um, so I got invited to come speak at, um, this Northern Colorado junior high conference thing. Okay. And, um, and so it is it's an odd way to, to break up Colorado. I would have always thought it would have gone west and east, but know. to go north and south, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So they, um, it was all of these different churches um, from all over, really northern Colorado, and it's all their middle school students. Okay. And um, they came to this campground that was a young life campground, and this thing was like on the top of this mountain. Gorgeous. Right? Yeah. It was beautiful, um, high elevation. And um, it was this like winter camp, so there's snow everywhere. Okay. Um, but it was cool because this facility had um, these uh, like hot springs, and nice. so the pool okay. and slide was all these like hot... none of these things that you're saying have ever been true at any of the Oklahoma <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or or Louisiana or Arkansas campgrounds that I've been to. It has all been hot, flat, dry, <laughs> right. So it was so cool. This place was cool. But so my flight got delayed. Okay. Okay. Um, And so I was supposed to speak that evening. Um, I fly into Denver. There's a guy at the airport picking me up. Nice. With a sign? (laughs) No no sign. They (laughs) know what I look like. (laughs) The sign says Higgins. (laughs) Higgins. You're right away. You're right away. And so um, I come off the plane and it's kind of like rush. Like we've got to get to this campground. Um, you're literally immediately going on on. stage, right? And so I get in the car, like we're driving to this place. Um, it's a good little drive. We get there. Um, and it is like, okay, the service has already started. The band is is playing. The band is on stage. Yeah. And, um, I'm walking in through this side door. There's this lady there who's got a mic. She's handing it to me. Like we're strapping it on, touching up the makeup, coming the beard out. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going, okay, where's my, where's my journal? Where's my Bible? All that kind of stuff. And I'm like pulling it out of my bag. And, um, so here I am, this Oklahoma boy just landed. We flew in up on top of this mountain. I walk out on stage and it's a, a big room full of junior high kids, so yeah. a ton of energy. A ton they, of Axe body spray. <laughs> right. <laughs> that smell is hitting me. And um, they just play this, like, awesome, fun game. The yeah. kids are, like, going crazy. I come out there, and night one, one of the things that I always like to do at camp or any retreats is um, you're building credibility with your That's audience, right. right? Who is this fella? <laughs> Who is this guy that I don't know? Right. This big bearded guy, what is he going to say? And so, um, 
He's <laughs> from Oklahoma with no cowboy hat. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> you know, can right. we trust him? Yeah. So in storytelling, we get to have this opportunity to build this relationship, okay. right? You get to hear a little bit about me in a very um, non-threatening way. Yeah. And so immediately, the first thing I like to do at those kind of things is I like to tell big stories, okay. right? Big, funny stories. Get the kids laughing. They they get to see a little bit of me here, a little yeah. bit about my family, um, who I am, where I'm coming from, all those kind of things. So I start telling this big story, like I'm moving all around stage, big hand motions, all this kind of stuff. Kids are laughing. Well, here's what happens. I just got off a plane, literally ran into this place, <laughs> high elevation. Vision. I'm not getting much air at all. Mm. All of a sudden... <laughs> The room starts to literally kind of spin on yeah. me. Yeah. Because it was one of those fancy stages. It was on the axis. <laughs> no. <laughs> I start dots in front of my eyes. Oh, good. And I go from like 90 literally to nothing. I, Zach, I have never been so close to passing out in my life and recovered. Okay. Like I did not hit the ground. Was it like this stumble and like you like I, caught the invisible wall in I, front of you? Like, cut I grab, I grab the music stand, right, that they have up there that my notes and stuff are on. I'm, like, heavy breathing. <laughs> so these kids are like, God, this guy's out of shape. <laughs> and he is spent. <laughs> I'm, like, sweating. And so immediately, like, I'm, like, drinking water and all this kind of stuff. I recover, but there was a moment where I'm like, dude, I am going down. (laughs) Going down. That's awesome. So anyways, that's when it went horribly, horribly (laughs) wrong for me. Was there like a, like a line from that or something like, so in that moment of trying to build credibility, like, did you either like say something that like pulled them back into it or something that like happened that like forever kind of marked that moment? Cause I feel like in Chad Higgins fashion, like there was, there was some kind of like, Thing you either said or almost said as you went to go like clutch the chair and slug the water. It's just something. We're going down. <laughs> no, um, I tried to play it off as okay. cool as I could. Okay. Um, I don't know what it looked like from from the audience. I think it probably looked like he may or may not have just had a heart attack. <laughs> I just got serious with my story. Some kind of heart disease campaign. <laughs> Church camp got very health conscious. And that's why I'm here for jump rope with the heart. (laughs) Will you guys give me a dime for every jump rope I do? Cardiology Colorado. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, that's my my horrible story. So um, in in that, so I want to kind of give some example. And that may not have been the greatest story that you've ever heard. But um, I feel like I know you better, though. I feel like I I can trust you in your both success and near failure. So, so here's the thing. I think anytime that we're, we're telling a story, um, one, even in that, in some things that I talked about, um, a story does more than just a filler for us. Okay. Um, and, and it always, it doesn't always have to be a funny story, right? I think sometimes that we can, we can engage and interact with some biblical stories and being able to tell them, um, and, and being able to, to pull out some, um, some deeper things and some fuller meanings and, and give this 360 type view. Okay. Um, one of the things that, that we, I see a lot is, um, a lack of preparation of story. Okay. And of transition. Well, t- tell me more because I feel like the story should be like 
or at least for some folks, it feels like the story is the easy part, right? Like the scripture is what you're studying. The yeah. story is either something that happened to you or something that you observed. Like, how do you prepare a story? Chad? See, I I don't think that's the truth. Okay. Um, I I think that we have to prepare for all of them. One of the things that I see a lot when when I talk to guys that are they're working through like learning to sermon craft, to communication craft, theory, right, and, yeah. and all of that kind of stuff is. They'll spend a lot of time on their scripture, and and I'm a big proponent of that. Don't yeah. hear me wrong. I think the majority of your time should be spent on that. But to completely neglect the story, the transition, um, the illustration of your sermon, um, I, I think that's where some guys drop the ball, right? you have a reason you included it. Right. But <laughs> a lot of times w- what I'll see is, is guys would just go, okay, I'm going to tell this story. Okay, and what they do in that, and I always tell the Whataburger story, right? But they, um, a lot of communicators don't give you a full explanation, okay, or they give you too much explanation, okay, okay, and Um, it becomes an inside joke that nobody was inside for, or it becomes more exposition, right. Um, and, and I think that you've got to understand one where your audience and what your what your audience needs okay. in, in that to make it an understandable story. And so answering questions like who, what, when, where, why, how yeah. um, are are basic principles that I think we need to understand in telling a story. Okay. Um, and you think about the story that I told earlier, right? Um, the f- the part of the story that I told about that it was a winter camp and they had hot springs yeah, means nothing to that story, right? Okay. Um, and I don't want to elaborate on it for a very right. long time. But what I did in that part of the story is I gave you mental image okay. of where I was at. Yeah. Okay. And so in that you begin to draw from your own experiences of maybe things that you've seen. And so you begin to see the snow on the ground, right? Yeah. You you see this really cool atmosphere that, that I'm walking into all that. The bald so, guy with the hairy back wearing the Bermuda shorts about to go into the hot springs. That's disgusting. And, um, but in that, now everybody sees that. <laughs> um, but, but you start to get this image of this, this, um, atmosphere, what you're around and, and all of those kind of things. Um, and so as you're telling a story, I think it's important to prepare for that, the setup, but then asking your question, yourself the question of where do I go from that? And okay. so finding the tie yeah. in your story to then transition into the speaking point, okay. I think is very important. And I think it's something that you have to prepare for because if you just go, I'm going to throw this story in there, yeah, yeah. then your talk becomes so choppy and disjointed um, that it's it becomes hard to follow. Okay. And people begin to ask the question of, what what are we talking about? Yeah. Where are we going? Why is in Colorado? And becomes very confused. Okay. And so um, as you're preparing your talk, um, think through those things. How do I set this up? What's this big tie? What's this tension? What do they need to know to make sure that they understand it? Because a lot of times when we speak, um, we assume that our audience may know things that they don't. Don't know, yeah. And so we leave out information that becomes confusing. Well, if you had not revealed the information about you know the elevate, even though like folks should know that right. you know Colorado is a higher elevation than most other states, especially Oklahoma. Right. But if you don't name that specifically, they may be like, well, 
He's, why is he dizzy? Just, right. Is he dizzy because he's dizzy? What's, what's wrong maybe they're like, yeah, maybe he is out of shape. Maybe, and maybe, maybe that was the case. <laughs> maybe maybe this is the cardiologist conference in Colorado. <laughs> um, but but I think that we, we have to give those indicators. We have to understand what our audience knows, what they don't know in that, right? Because I think the way that we tell a story to a seventh grader is very different than the way yeah. we tell a story to maybe our church on Sunday morning. And it's it going to land differently too right? because of you. And I think we need to know what's appropriate, what what is um, tugging in some ways as far as like heartstrings and felt needs and all those kind of things uh, of really knowing your audience and, and how to tell a story effectively in that scenario. No, that's good and because I think it's worth saying and we'll take, take it to the break and then come back and kind of break this down even more. Folks remember stories more than just about anything else you could share with them. I mean, most folks that hear someone communicate are going to walk away with their own paraphrase of the story in an effort to try to retell it to the next person they talk to. Right. Or some kind of tweetable one point, one main thing of the sermon. Because they can only hold so much in their head. And so stories you can kind of put in little boxes and kind of store on shelves. And then the tweets are the things that you can kind of brand across or they can kind of like hold in their hand, carry it on the way out, if you will. And so I think it's important for us to know um, not just what stories we're going to tell, but why we're going to tell them and in what ways those are interconnected to the bigger points that we want to share. Cool. So come join us after the break. We're going to break it down even more on how storytelling is important and why it's important and how you already have a archive of amazing stories that maybe you just haven't done the work to put together. So we'll catch you after the break. Hey, After 9 listeners, Chad and Zach are so excited about what is next, and we want to keep you in the know. If you are not in the After 9 email club, then sign up today at bit.ly slash After 9 email. That's bit.ly slash After 9 email. Each week, Zach and Chad are sending out encouraging words and monthly bonus features. Hear even more hilarious stories and encouraging and honest words about youth ministry. Sign up today at bit.ly slash after nine email or visit www.afternineministry.com to learn more. Hey, welcome back. My name is Chad Higgins. I'm Zach Workin. So we are talking about um, crafting sermons today. Um, we're talking about the creativity in that, the storytelling in that, how we can all um, get better at this craft um, to think Sermons broader. that don't stink because you don't want your kids walking out and you feeling like you didn't crush it, <laughs> which is a weird phrase. No, but Chad, you shared some things in the first half that I'm still kind of thinking about even now. And some of those are like, what are even my stories? Like, I think that's one of the things that maybe I'm really guilty of is I don't. I don't even always know sometimes what some of the stories I would share are. And it really isn't until we started doing this kind of thing together that I realized that I've had some really funny stories. Like it wasn't until I told you a few weeks ago, the story about the kids that first summer of my full-time gig at camp ever, I didn't realize the P story, (laughs) which forever live is the P story was, was actually like this really like maturing Zach as a minister kind of moment. Cause you kind of empowered that in me. And so maybe we can talk a little bit about that because I feel like, for a lot of our listeners, they don't realize that they've already got some amazing sure. stories. They've just never like called them that or right. like like thought through the start, middle, and end points of those things. Right. So you you know, I, I think one of the as we um as we listen to other people tell stories, I think there are um 
pastors or speakers that that we may hear. Um, I know that there are certain guys that I hear that I'm like, man, they always have the best stories. stories. You know what I mean? They're living a charmed life. That like tie in and all that kind of stuff. And the reality is I don't think more things are happening to them necessarily. I think they're aware. Yeah. And so I think as we live and as we or walk they're journaling. Through, they're right, journaling. They're journaling. Um Honestly, some of the the funniest stories or the, the stories that I use, I think that speak to a lot of people, um, honestly have a very tender sp- space. Yeah, um, because there is a connection, and you share this in the first half. It, it, it works when there's something that happened in that that feels relatable to everyone. Right. There's a universal kind of principle, right? Like so. We've all been rushed off of an airplane. We've maybe maybe not have all been rushed off of an airplane into a speaking engagement, but we've all been rushed off an airplane, or we've all been dizzy in front of a crowd. (laughs) And I think like that was the moment we're like, yeah, I've had that moment where I thought I was going to collapse in front of everybody, and wow, what a moment that would have been. And I think knowing that it's going to either draw people in with the tender moment, or it's going to land in the tender moment, right, is really important because. What happened to you wasn't necessarily like remarkable or once in a lifetime. It was relatable and it was just sure. the mundane told well. Right. And and I think sometimes we, in the creative and the preparation part of things, um, we, we get, we get creative. Like um, that story that, that I told earlier, I, I don't know that I've ever used it in a talk, but I think if I were to sit down and prepare of going, okay, how could I use a story like that to maybe speak some greater truth, right? Um, it may be in a lesson that I maybe would be talking to students about um, slowing down enough, yeah. right, for God to grab our attention. And so that would be a story that off the cuff, you're like, okay, I don't know that how me passing out ties to maybe this biblical principle of being still before the Lord. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes, right, we, we use those kind of stories that we think through it. And and from that, once again, it goes back to this preparation point that we don't take stories and we go, okay, what's the biblical principle that I can pull from it? But we take biblical principles and then we go, okay, what are times in my life that God has, you know what I mean, done something in my life? Or, you know what I mean? Or, and what are these relatable yeah. things? And I think part of that is knowing your audience and it's knowing your strengths. Um for for some, some of us are not funny storytellers. No. And I think can we can we say that out loud because I feel sure. like sometimes that's my struggle is like I'm like this is going to be a riot. And right. Like, you didn't nobody laugh. Nobody, but nobody but laughed. that's the thing though Zach is I think it goes back to this idea of expectation of youth ministers. I think some guys out there feel like to be a good youth minister, you have to be the guy that tells the funny stories. It's hilarious. Yeah. I don't think that's true at okay. all. And honestly, some of the best youth ministers I know, I don't look at and go, that dude's hilarious. I think some of them in their teaching style are so caring and concerning, yeah, right, that their students see that through some of the engaging um, uh, analogies or illustrations that they may give, that they may not be the like drop-dead funny guy, but their kids walk away going, my youth minister understands me, they know... He looked into my soul. He looked at like when he, <laughs> he spoke, he, he spoke into my soul. Yeah. Well, so like for you, Zach, one of the things that I know to be true about you is you are one of the most creative, well thought individuals I, I've ever met. And so um, much of your speaking and style like that comes from this place where, I mean, I look at it in some of the like 
hands-on type things that you do, the creativity. And I'm like, man, I could never do that. And I think that we have to understand um, when we talk about storytelling, we're not just talking about like telling this funny story to engage. We're talking about um, creating a platform for students to listen, to engage um, with God's word and the truth. And so use what God has given you. I think for us to feel like we've got to be the funny guy in some ways is idolatry that we go, I want to be like that guy, or I want to have what he has. Yeah. Maybe that's not how God's gifted you, and it's probably not the students that he's put around you either. Well, and that's mm, – there's something that you said that earlier that I'm, that I'm kind of already just taking away, and that's the 360-degree uh, fullness of the story, but also the 360-degree fullness of the truth. Like you by, – by sharing in a way that is that is narrative, by sharing in a way that doesn't just like – dispense like a b c d e like points but invite students to walk around the biblical story to to walk in the midst of what's happening and to see the things like like i can envision that or that's almost happened to me or that's happened to my best friend invites them to um kind of build this like world around what's happened to to participate to see to interact with that allows them to carry that home in a way that is 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 deep and rich and more than just like memorized points or statements or like you know propositional truth but it's like immersive truth sure. and i think there's something in that that happens when we not just relate it or make an analogy to but walk them in the deep riches of what it means to be fully alive mm. fully aware and attuned and attentive to what's going on i think the best speakers um, sermon deliverers, storytellers are people that are so attuned to what's going on in the human experience and then also so studied in God's truth that they flow in and back and forth between what God is true about and what is true about our existence as well. Sure. Well, Christ himself taught in story. That's right. That's right. These right? parables are, you know, I mean, seeds aren't funny. <laughs> I mean, you know, like the, the birds eating the seeds are kind of funny or whatever, but the fact that like, the seeds that you know get tossed out, or James, like James in the mirror, is always my favorite one. That we look into right. this mirror to see this reflection. Like students are today, even today, even looking into mirrors or camera phones that become their mirrors to clean their teeth or put their makeup on. Like that, this is like a, like a pervasive kind of image that the analogy, story, image, parable used has recalibrated the ways in which they understand their daily existence, right? Like it's reshaped. I think I I continue to go back to this thought that I think is so important. And and what we're talking about and what we're trying to communicate today is this at a much deeper level, all of the things that we've talked about in this episode and last week episode doesn't happen when we're writing our talk on Wednesday afternoon. That's right. Um, it won't ever happen that way. In the crunch. <laughs> and so if you're getting frustrated with the fact that your students may not be paying attention, I, I'm going to push back a little bit and say, if if you're waiting until the week of even, yeah. to f- first thought of, hey, yeah. what am I going to talk about? Because yeah. I think sometimes a, a lot of youth ministers get into this rhythm that like even a week, yeah. week's good enough. Man, I start my preparation Thursday. Right. Well, good for you. You now have six days. Yeah. You have six days to really wrap your mind around like how you want to fully, you know what I mean, tell this and and dig into something and um illustrate it 
to think through your audience, all yeah. of those kind of things. And I think sometimes we can put it on the back burner and we can go, oh, we have all of these other things to do. I, I think one of the biggest reasons I know for myself, I'll just talk for myself. One of the biggest reasons that I get stressed out about so many different things is because I'm not diligent enough to plan. Um, and if, if I get further out on my schedule and I'm planning through things that don't need to wait until the last moment, then I have adequate time to think about it. I don't know how many times in sermon preparation to where I'm able to go, okay, I'm going to talk about this. And then that's running around my head yeah. for a couple of weeks. And then those stories happen yeah. and you're like, that fits perfectly. What happened was the thing that I was kind of looking for, paying attention to. Yeah. Listen, folks, m maybe it's not just coincidence. Right. Maybe it is a faithfulness to what we have to do and how important it is. That's good. That's and good. and so I think we need to take some time to be prepared for that um, and, and to listen. Um, and I, I don't think that we can ever teach something that we're not learning ourselves. Mm. And I know that the most effective things that I've ever been able to share on a platform are things that I myself have been walking through for some time yeah. um, and that I'm listening to and, and that I'm growing at a place that's in front of the audience that I'm speaking to. Yeah. That it's not just this like, oh, hey, here's this truth. Yeah. I haven't really applied it to my life. In Memorize these verses, people. Yeah. Significant <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but, but. We then try to get up, and I think it goes back to what we talked about last week. It's a lack of humility. Mm. It, it is a, um, I can do this thing on my own, and I'm funny enough, or I'm clever enough, and um, I've got it all figured out. And and I think that that's, um, it's shameful in some ways. Well, th there is um, an attitude or a habit of communication, and I think mm. that's one of the things um, from all of the seminary classes that I had that were very right in a lot of things. Um, the sermon writing stuff is is not just an art form. Mm -hmm. It's a discipline, a daily discipline. If you are a communicator, uh, a pastor, a preacher, a deliverer of talks mm -hmm. to students or young people, that should be habit-forming in the way that you walk around, listen, interact, or are attentive to the world as you see it. Um, we joked earlier about the journaling bit. Um, it might be worthwhile to write down some happenings. You know, like, hey, that, that thing with that parent, that went down in a really weird way. I wonder if that's relatable later. Or, hey, this relationship um, with the other youth pastor was really beneficial. I wonder if that will speak truth later. Or, man, this funny thing happened when I was mowing, mm -hmm. uh, and I could not believe that that was a thing. Uh, and instead of just trying to hopefully remember that, to begin to, in a disciplined way, in, in, a, in a daily way, log those things, archive those things, because life as it happens in a way that is well articulated is the truth of what we're trying to communicate, right? Like it's the things that we want, we want people to see what God is doing in, in life. And that's whether that's our life or the life of those that we're engaging with. Like, that is the hope, right? We want to see God's truth mediated in their lives. Scripture supports it and illuminates it, but people want to receive or hear it in a way that feels relatable, right? Like, they need to know the hot springs in the mountain. They need to know that it was right after an airplane flight. They need to know that in the dizziness, there was a chair to clutch onto. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, you can begin to 
layer and deliver truth that will stick with people as they begin to walk around and mow their yard or relate to a coworker or to have a run in with a parent or to take their next airplane ride to Colorado. Right. Because we want to transform them and we transform them by first noticing ourselves and then giving them the insight to them to see what can be transformed. Sure. You know, when we have a um, lack of preparation, we're running um, the very last minute and our plane gets delayed and we find ourselves on a stage um, and everything seems to be spinning around and we feel lost. Um, We come back to this place of just grabbing and trying not to pass out. And I think we find ourselves in this very vulnerable state that sometimes our lack of preparation brought us to. And I, I hope in in that place of where we're each at, each Wednesday or Sunday night, um, that we understand that in adequate preparation, that we can find ourselves in a much stable environment, um, that we understand our audience better, um, we understand our giftings better, um, and where our power comes from, um, and we're, we're able to teach and lead from that kind of place. Um, but if we're constantly running from the cuff, um, then I think we'll eventually end up passing out. At the end of the day, it's a hard issue. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to After Nine. Join the community and continue the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, or visit afternightministry.com 